Welcome back to Box to Box. Today is a very special day because it is my personal favorite time of the year. It is the day before the Premier League starts. And of course, Arsenal play Fulham first. And today we are having our table predictions just like what we did last year. And I'm joined by Reza. Good afternoon. I would just like to say congratulations to Arsenal for the, for the first time since Bournemouth has been in the Premier League and they're no longer not. Uh, how does it feel to be at the top of the table? Oh, it feels it feels great. Uh, I I I think we'll stay at the top of the table after our game against Fulham because, uh, well, we're against Fulham and uh, at, at the cottage. It's your fa- it's your favorite ground, right? The cottage. I it's probably I think after. Old Trafford, genuinely, um, I think Craven Cottage might be like the one place I really want to go because it's just cute cottage. Yeah, it's literally a cottage. Um, yeah, I think I think I think you'll be first for the first two and a half hours of the Premier League season. Exactly. It's all it's all downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the first time. How, how long has it been till we rechange the rule? How the when I say we, I mean uh, I mean the Premier League, where because it's been a couple years how the transfer window ends when the season starts, but now it's like back to like with the rest of Europe. How long has it? Been? It wasn't. It wasn't a long. It wasn't that long ago. I think it was three years ago, two years ago, three years, three yeah, two three years ago when they made that rule. Um, but no, yeah, it, I mean. I, I love that rule. I think it's a great rule. So I'm actually I'm curious how much business we'll have after tomorrow. Yeah, I'm happy to. I, I think there are still a couple more deals that have to be made, but um, but I don't. I think most teams are where they want to be. Or at least that's the goal. Exactly. Like I I think, but the thing is, like I feel that there are so many teams that can change, can fluctuate like t- from now until the end of the window and that could like p- potentially change. It could have been different with our predictions from today to like, Oh yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. If the season started tomorrow and the window ended tonight, I would be maybe, but in the way I also made my predictions based on the team and the signings now. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I think I'm the same as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a very, it's going to be probably the weirdest season yet. Um, obviously with no fans, I, I, I think they're talking about maybe later this season having limited fans. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. And, uh, some interesting new teams coming back to the Premier League and, uh, maybe some dark horses and, you know what? Let's just go, get straight into it, and we'll start. We're, we're going to start from bottom to top, right? I think that's what we did last year. Uh, sure, whatever you want. Okay, um, and we'll go one by one. I don't want to do like, you know, three and then like bottom half, and then so let's just go one. Yeah. By one. Okay, so who do okay. you have? You, uh, you, uh, you go first. Uh, who who's last place for you? Who's twentieth? Um, last place for me, I was 
picking between two teams. Obviously, I've made that other team 19th. Um, but for me, it's West Brom. I think, um, I mean, I, I, there's always a chance that a promoted team is likely to go down. But um, I don't think they've made their significant signings, obviously, being the Pace Pereira and Callum Robinson from Sheffield. Um, I don't think, I think other teams are just, Maybe because for their sake, it's a strengthened squad, but I think comparing it to the rest of the league and really, I think, across the board, teams in the Premier League have gotten a lot stronger. Um, from agree. your mid-table teams, the stronger teams have gotten stronger. So um, I think it'll just be tough for them. So. Yeah, I mean, when you see their... I'm, I'm looking at like their ins and outs, um, and they've only really brought in players in terms of making them permanent signings like Diangana, Mateus Pereira, Calum Robinson, like you said. Um, and they haven't had really many um, significant outgoings except for like the legend that is Chris Brunt. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, West Brom's always a tough place to go to um, the Hawthorns and they have a, they have a decent manager, Slavin Bilic. I mean, he was the manager when West Ham finished seventh a few years back. Um, so I, I agree. I think they're, they will get relegated, but I actually have, um, Fulham 20th. I'm guessing that they're your ninth. Yeah. That's, they're my 19th. Yeah. So we literally have it flipped. Um, I have yeah, Fulham 20th think, and West Brom 19th. I actually think Fulham strengthened a lot hard, a, a lot better. Um, I just think the players, I mean, obviously they signed, um, from, Alone, PSG, Alfonso Ariola as a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they signed Pepe yesterday from Lyon. And then obviously Lamina and, uh, from Southampton and Anthony Robertson. I think overall mm-hmm. their team is a little bit stronger. Um, but I still think they're going to go down. And I think it's the same thing as um, when they when they were lost in the Premier League, I think two seasons ago. They came, they spent a whole bunch of money. I think they spent like 130 million net. Um, but I just think it's going to be tough for them as well. I think the only reason why I put Fulham below West Brom is because literally, like you mentioned, they were in the Premier League two seasons ago and they kind of failed. And honestly, they have a very similar team to last season. They they did bring in, like you said, uh, Teti from Lyon, uh, Ole Anya, um, a couple Southampton midfielders and Areola. But like, I mean, it's... I don't see them making a huge impact. Like last last season, we were talking about like, oh, they signed like Sari from Nice. Yeah. I remember, um, and we were talking about like how good Tom Kearney was in the championship. I, I don't know if um, they've really improved. I, I really like Scott Parker as a manager. Um, you know, he knows the club, and it was uh, really cool. I I watched their um, the final against Brentford, and he was like really emotional. And I'll root for him, but um, honestly, like our 19th and 20s, like are interchangeable. Honestly, yeah. Um, so, who's your last team uh, for relegation? Do you want to guess? Um, I I don't I, no, I don't want to guess because I I don't want to give away like my predictions as well because I don't want to say. I who- I I chose this team, and it's, it's, I'm gonna say it again. My don't don't percent. say it. Don't say it. Don't say it's Southampton. I think it's time. No, it's no, it's not. <laughs> no. So let me let me give you my uh, let me expand. 
Wait, you actually put Southampton at 18th? I, it was between Southampton and one other team that I put as thing. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you I'm, why. I'm, I'm so interested as to why you did. I think... I think... <laughs> okay. Uh, it was kind of a joke, but also not really. I am still never really impressed when I watch Southampton. I think they have a couple really, really, like, top-class players. At the second they do, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When they get relegated, it might be this season, it might be next season. But all jokes aside, I think that they are a team that has a couple of very, very good players. James Ward-Prowse, uh, Danny Ings, Stuart Armstrong, Kyle Walker-Peters. Good players. Or, uh, Ariel Romero. I don't think Danny Ings is uh, going to have the same season as he, as he did last year. He's not going to score 22 goals. I don't think he'll score... I don't think he'll get past 15 I, I mean he's i mean that's still pretty older. that's still pretty decent though it's still pretty decent i think teams above them have signed uh a lot more players Southampton only have two ins one is kyle walker peters who i believe is their last year on loan um and who they signed from uh spain which i again i'm not too familiar with but i don't think that that's really how a team that finished what 11th? 11th, in yeah. In the Premier League, top of the, the, top of the bottom half of the table, really should be, you see kind of Everton who finished below them in 12th, Newcastle will finish below Everton in 13th. You see how they sort of go after players and the players that they signed. Um, even teams like Brighton, I think that teams have made them stronger. Again, half of it's a joke, half of it's not really. Um, and I believe James ward Palace is, I mean, unless he's one of those guys that is just super happy to play there for the rest of his career. I can easily see him at a team like Everton or Tottenham taking that step up. Um, I think I, he deserves... I, I mean, he did get a call-up. He got a call-up. I was kind of surprised no one went after him, given how well he played. I mean, I had him fantasy last year. And, he, like, and you drafted him again, up. right? Yeah. So I'm loyal with him. Is he loyal with Southampton? I don't know. We'll find out. But, um, yeah, I just... Um, again, I... I in, in all seriousness, I think they have a couple key players. It's all it takes is one or two injuries. I don't think Ings will have the same season. Um, James Ward-Prowse, they've obviously kept him. He's their captain. But uh, I think other teams have strengthened. And we've seen Southampton get in those lulls where they sort of just get pummeled or they just kind of they, – they're very much – they play to their form. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, it's more that I think other teams have – I'm going purely off of – the signings that other teams have made and how I think they will gel on their team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Knowing you, you probably picked like Aston Villa or Brighton. Uh, you were right with one of them. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, you probably picked Brighton. No, I, t- I picked Aston Villa. Okay. Yeah, uh, I picked Aston Villa. Um, I know they signed um, uh, Ollie Watkins. Uh, that's a really good signing. I think it was a bit much, I think. It was like, what was it, like 30 million around there? Um, yeah. uh, they signed Maddie Cash as well, who's like um, known to be like one of the better midfielders in the championship from Nottingham Forest. That's literally it, though. Um, and they did keep hold of Grealish, which was huge. Like if they if he was gone, I would have yeah, honestly yeah. picked them last. Like he yeah. he's the only reason why I'm picking them. Well, I mean, I'm picking them to get relegated, but um. I just don't think they have the strength. They they don't have the depth 
Um, apparently there's they are signing Emiliano Martinez from Arsenal, and that's really sad. Um, or Romero, or Romero from United. Yeah, I think um, uh, I think Emmy is leaving. Um, he was le- he's left out of the squad for tomorrow. Um, so I think he's apparently he's either going to Aston Villa or Brighton. Um, either way, he'll be a good signing for either team. But um, I, I I just don't think they've. I think Ollie Watkins is good. I think he can adapt well to the Premier League. I think he'll be like a bit of a Callum Wilson. Um, and uh, but I mean, outside of Grealish, McGinn, and Watkins, like yeah, Douglas Louise. I mean, like their defense is poor. I'm I'm not sure. On I'm not even kidding when I say this. If if they do stay up. It won't because be because of Grealish and McGinn. It will legitimately be because of Martinez if he joins. He's just that good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I. It was very hard for me to put them down. But like the rest of the teams, uh, I think they just have a bit more quality um, all around the pitch than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seventeenth. Seventeenth. Uh, um, I had West Ham. Me too. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for more of the same reasons, uh, I know they signed Sukic. Uh, well, they permanently signed him. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, as a as an incoming. Yeah. Um, and other than that, some key departures. Um, Zanaleta being uh, one of them. That's kind of uh, it. <laughs> that's kind of it. But overall, I mean, I don't know. West Ham really haven't have that kind of drive to sort of do much in the Prem. I feel like there's always going to linger in that bottom half of the bottom half of the Premier League. Yeah. The, the fourth, the fourth, the third, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom half, the bottom half. Um, the bottom half after the think, relegation zone. Yeah, exactly. Um, again, good players, but I just think they're so up and down. I think if they, it looks like they are, but with Chelsea at this rate, you never know. They might just sign everyone. Uh, Declan Rice is still there. Um, yeah. Yarmolenko, uh, Langini, Philippe Anderson. If he can turn up, that would be huge for them. Snodgrass. And of course, Jack Wilshire, your favorite player. Apparently, they're uh, trying to terminate his contract, actually. I know. Um, well, he's also, on, he's also on 100k a week, so. Or yeah, like that's, that. yeah. I love him, but. It's a bit much. Um, yeah. Any I, other reasons for you? Yeah, I I actually think I actually put um, West Ham at seventeenth on the basis of Declan Rice leaving to Chelsea. But now that I think of it more, with like literally them signing no one and that their club is kind of like going downhill, like with their owners. Um, and how, like I'm, did you hear like Mark Noble was like, um, like he like spoke out how like. They're, they'd never really wanted to leave Upton Park. Um, so, like, it would be very... It would be a huge financial loss if they were to get relegated in that huge stadium. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I think they... The West Ham can fluctuate. If they keep Declan Rice, they can go, for me, as high as around 14th-ish. But if Declan Rice leaves, they could definitely get relegated. Yeah, honestly, the... The this top half of the bottom half of the Premier League, like your 11th to or like your 
13th to 16th, 17th, those are all honestly for me interchangeable. It kind of depends on this form, yeah, injuries, breakout seasons. It's kind of it's all give and take for me. Okay. Um, 16th, I had Brighton. Okay. Uh, I think for the season that they had, um, I think for the season they had, especially the way they finished, um, they finished pretty like disappointing. I think they lost, they didn't win any of their last four or five games, but a couple of big signings. Um, obviously, I think who was, was he IX's captain, Joel Beltman? Um, I don't. Th- uh, it, I know he was one of their. It like, was it was players. so it was Delict, and then when Delict left, honestly, you you might be right, but I. I anyways, continue. Yeah, um, Veltman, Lalana. Um, he started for he yeah. actually started for the Netherlands like last week. Um, yeah, in the Nations and on League. On top of that, I think um, now that they have Ben White, who's kind of had a breakout season at a league, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be enough to keep them up. But again, teams around there are all sort of in the same in the same boat for me. It, it goes down to the form and but i think the, the center back i think their defense is actually going to be their uh, defense is very solid yeah it's going to be pretty solid and i really like um Lassie, who they signed he's very him. good yeah chelsea so yeah it should be interesting i'm uh, curious to see how lalana does in like a new role yeah um I, i'll just add to what you said about brighton uh, i they're if they because last season they were at i think a back three um I think uh, Shane Duffy went to a Celtic on loan. Um, so that just gives Ben White more an opportunity to start. If they do go with a back three, it will be Ben White, Dunk, and Veltman. And if they go with a back four, then it would be uh, Lamptey on the right and then Dan Burnham on the left. Um, yeah, I am curious. So they, they loaned out two of their, I want to say main forwards, but Lokedia. And then Glenn Murray this past week to Watford. So. Yeah, that's the only that's It'll the be- only thing about. And they got rid of Aaron Moy to China somehow. Yeah, um, so. yeah, they 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 do um, struggle up top. But um, for me, sixteenth, I had a Crystal Palace. Um, okay. Yeah. Again, I had them a little higher, but um. So I'll so. just uh yeah. So Crystal Palace. Um, I love their signing of uh, Eze from QPR. Yeah. I think he's a great player. I think he'll. Um, I I actually thought he would be a Zaha replacement, but it looks like he might stay again, which I think is a terrible career decision. He's just too good for that team. I uh, there's like rumors that he might go to um, uh, he might go to Everton, and that if we do sell Lacazette, he might come to Arsenal. Um, and I don't I don't think that's happening. I don't think Lacazette will be leaving. Um, but n- another another good uh, purchase was a uh, Nathan Ferguson, uh, fullback from West Brom, and they also just recently got uh, Batchway back on loan, and I think that's a yeah. big get because they really I think they only scored like thirty one goals last season, which is really bad. So they added two players that can really go forward really well um, in Eze and Batchway, and if they can keep Zaha, that's really good. Um, because it will kind of like, uh, I think when Zaha's there, everyone's focused on him. So it'll keep like someone like Town Center as a like open, and uh, they can create chances for themselves. Um, and 
uh, I think um, I think Van Anholt is still injured at the end, like when he got injured at the end of the season. So it will be interesting oh, what yeah. their what their defense will be like. Um, but yeah, I I just put 16th because they do still lack in goal scoring. Um, uh, and we'll see where Zaha goes. I think that's like the biggest uh, talking point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 15th, I went Brighton. Um, I think your points are spot on. Uh, I love their defense. Um, and I think they're, they're, um, the way uh, Graham Potter, I talked about this last year too, how Graham Potter plays is a lot more attacking than Chris Hutton. And I think that still stands. But again, they, I mean, they're not using John Bach, which still shocks me. And yeah. their forwards are, they don't have enough depth. They just have like Conley and um, Mope. And I just don't think that's enough. Um, so again, the same reason as to why I put Brighton and Crystal Palace like neck and neck to each other. The only reason why I put Crystal, pa- um, sorry, Brighton above Crystal Palace is because their defense is just like actually like a top half table defense. Right. So who'd you put uh, at 15th? 15th? Yeah. I put Aston Villa. Um, oh, that's pretty high. Yeah. I just think the way that they ended the season, the fact that Jack Wheeler stays, um, they, again, like didn't sign a whole lot, but they did sign Ollie Watkins. Which, if you look at like this historically at the top goal scorers of the championship, they all fared well in the Premier League. So if he can sort of hit double digits, play well with Grealish, if Grealish, I think the fact that he's played for England now, he'll be super high on morale and oh, form. And sorry to cut you off, but I yeah. um another uh thing that I just remembered is that Ollie Watkins the main reason why he was just so good in the championship is because he had Ben Rama with him. And yeah. and Ben Rama was like their main creator. So now that you basically upgrade that to Grealish, I think yeah. Watkins would uh, Watkins would actually... Because uh, there are a couple like strikers that like didn't do amazing in the Prem from the championship and they're just kind of in that middle ground where like they're too good for the championship but they're not good enough for the Prem. I think Watkins right. with Grealish and like... Um, Trezeguet, I think uh, he'll do well with them. Yeah. I also think, I know they, I think all the ones also go ahead of Wesley, who didn't, I think, just didn't do a whole lot up top for them. So yeah. it's good depth for them, but. Um, they definitely need exciting. scoring. Yeah, outside yeah. of Grealish. Uh, but yeah, I put Aston Villa at 15. Okay. Uh, and who'd you put at 14th? 14th, I put Crystal Palace. Okay. Um, for more of the same reasons, I think the fact that they kept Zaha, they signed Eze. Um, Back to I was a great signing for them again. Um, who else do they have or do they kept on to? Um, I mean, Milohojevic, MacArthur, uh, Townsend yeah, still I there. Mean, I mean, they in, it's a, yeah. more or less the same. They finished 14th. Uh, they ended the season terribly. They lost four of their last five games. So uh, not a whole lot there. I think the Van Aanholt point is fair. But again, I think between you look at, at least on my list, Palace, Villa, Brighton, West Ham are staying up. Sure, you can put an even Southampton in the mix. I think any one of those teams will join Fulham and West Brom in relegation. I agree. I think it could be any one of them. 
Um, 14th. Um, see, okay. So for me, 15th and below, I think they're fighting for relegation. And I think 14th and up, I think they're pretty safe. Um, and I, I feel kind of bad putting them low because they've had a really good transfer window so far. But I just feel like the other teams above them just have... I think they have better managers as well as I think a better style of play. So 14th I put so 14th I put Newcastle. Um I think that's actually one spot below to where they finished last season. Um I think they finished 13th last season, so Yeah, I, they, they did, yeah. Yeah. Um which is weird because like I mentioned, uh so they've signed Jamal Lewis who Despite like Norwich's like terrible season, I think he was one of the bright spots. Um, Ryan Frazier on a free was a great get, and Calm Wilson. So they have like connection there. Jeff Hendrick on a buy, um, sorry, on a free, and uh, he has Premier League experience. And I think Saint Maximin will really show how like saucy he is this season because of Who? Saint Maximin. Oh yeah, because um, I think. It took him a little bit uh, to like get used to the Premier League, and I think now he has. Um, and like you know, they kept guys like John Joe Shelby, Matt Ritchie. So I think they have a solid team. Uh, I they actually, I mean, like if they make one or two more signings this uh, this summer, uh, they could definitely finish higher. Um, but the my reasoning for them finishing fourteenth isn't because of. Uh, they're not good enough to finish higher. I think it's because the other teams are just uh, set up better. Yeah. So, wait, so 14th you put... Did you say who you put for 14th? I put Crystal Palace. Okay, so who did you put for 13th? 13th, I put Burnley. Me too. Nice. Uh, 13th, I put Burnley. I think the core of their team... Um, core of their team is still there. Um... I think they they released a couple players, but nothing crazy. Um, and yeah, I mean, in general, I think I think they're a tough tough team to break down. Um, yeah, it is obviously dependent on where Tarkowski goes. There's a lot of talk about him, but it seems like they've kept Nick Hope, Tarkowski, um, obviously Benfica still there, and, and uh, uh, McNeil Gordon. as well. McNeil's like linked to Leicester, apparently. Yeah, so it's a couple things still on, but. Um, but they've kept, and I'm also wanting to see how Brady kind of comes back because obviously he had that terrible injury, and um, I mean he was yeah he barely got into well the team. Himself. So, so if they can get him into the mix, they can. They, I think they'll still be a tough team to break. Yeah, they literally legitimately have the same team as last season, and they were insanely hard to break down. Did they? They finished ninth, right? They finished tenth. Tenth, they um, Sheffield finished ninth, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, um, yeah, I think Burnley is just that team that like you hate going up against, especially away. Um, yeah, and they have a great, you know, uh, manager in Sean Dyche. Um, I think the main reason why I put Burnley lower than I think most people would think is because, like you mentioned, those three big names, they're probably the three best players in Nick Pope, Tarkowski, and McNeil. Um, they need to keep all of them for like if they want to finish in the top half 
because they definitely have the potential too. Um, but you know, Nick Pope was uh, probably the best. They, he was voted in the PFA Team of the Year. Um, Tarkowski is one of the most underrated center backs in the league. I think he should have got called up, honestly. And uh, McNeil is like a bright young talent that I've been mentioning for a very long time. If one of them leaves, yeah. that's I think that that that's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting that one of one of them does leave. Um, I don't know who. Um, I think it will be either Tarkowski or McNeil. I think Pope will stay. Um, but I think that's why I just slightly have them lower than they were uh, last season. And uh, moving on to 12th, you have, drum roll. 12th, I put Newcastle. Um, one of the, I think, uh, I wouldn't call them a dark horse, but it's, they've, had, they've had a really interesting summer. Um, obviously signing Jamal Lewis from Norwich got relegated. Uh, Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson also from Bournemouth I got relegated. So they did their business fairly uh, swiftly. I think they got the pick of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, still a couple of big players that haven't been picked up from relegated teams, but uh, Jeff Hendricks also an established player from Burnley and no significant uh, departures. If yeah. they can just get good results and win the games that they have to and certain players come up, I think they'll still be a good team. They had a they had a very good post lockdown. So if they if they like have that same form for the entirety of the season, I think they could definitely finish. Yeah, around I think there. they started well. Um I'm just saying the last five results were four four losses and one draw. So they ended pretty poorly but they still right. finished thirteen. Yeah. Um with forty four points. But again, uh I think they'll be able to just stepping up from next season, I think if they finish 13th last season with the squad they had, with the quality that they've added now, I think they can go up one position at the most. And I think Newcastle um, signing, I think Calum Wilson, it was like 20 million pounds. I think that was a great buy. I think that was yeah, their they best had, one. They did, they did business, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, who'd you have 12th? All right, 12th. I think everyone's excited to see them back, and I put the, I put Leeds. Uh, okay. at 12th yeah it's a little lower than i think so a lot i feel like a lot of people would because i remember when wolves came up they a lot of pe- people put them like ninth eighth around there and they finished seventh so a lot of people were right about that the literally the only reason why i don't have leads in the top 10 is because they ben white isn't there that's literally that's literally the only reason and yeah. I, I want to see how Rodrigo can do. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, like a lot of people say, oh, Rodrigo's a great buy and he was a record signing. He he does have quality. He's played for the Spanish national team. But, you know, last season he was so inconsistent. Valencia had a pretty poor season. He only scored four goals. So, I mean, it, it will be interesting to see what he does. I want to see what the uh, new signings can do. Um, I think they're they're uh, the players that they brought back: Helder Costa, Meslier, the goalkeeper, Jack Harrison. Um, and I think they, uh, yeah, they bought uh, a new center back in Koch, or is he a center back? Yeah, he is. Um, and I think they're looking for an, another center back from Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, they're trying to get that one over the line, and they're looking at DePaul from Udinese, who's a pretty mm-hmm. de- solid um midfielder. And. Yeah, literally the only reason is because Ben White was just that good. I, I just think he's right. that good. If he stayed, I would have put them around 10th or 9th. Um, but 
yeah, I'm very excited. Like, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm just so excited to see them back. Yeah. So um, who do you have 12? I mean, uh, 11. 11. 11 may be a little shocking, but I think at this point we're now getting into like quality teams with quality investments. Um, I put Sheffield in 11. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. I think it's fair. Um, I think they had an, like, no one could guess that they would finish ninth in the Prem. Yeah. Um, in their first season back. I just don't think they, I don't think they signed enough quality. Um, so obviously their biggest yeah. signing was Aaron Ramsdale from Bournemouth to replace Dean Henderson. I think that was a great replacement. Great replacement. Picking up in Tennessee. Looking forward to it, Aaron. Um, but everyone else, um, obviously they uh, they also signed from Chelsea. Um, Ampadu. Ampadu. Yeah. Or Ampadu. Ampadu. Um, very unfortunate haircut. I mean, he, he was growing. Was <laughs> no, he cut. He cut it though. I know, I know, I know. I'm saying it's just. Uh, it's, I always identified him by his hair. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just don't think they signed enough quality. They signed uh, uh, Burke from West Brom, two players from Derby, uh, and then a player from Rangers. So I don't think that's enough to mix in with their squad. Again, their squad is one that I think overperformed. Um, last season, and I think Dean Henderson was a big part of that, so it'll yeah. be interesting to see if Ramsdale can do what he did, if their defense can still be the same. Um, but yeah, I put them at 11th. Again, at this point, we're getting in a mix of signing, but now we're seeing like really who's done the best business. So I, I, don't, know if, I don't think... Yeah, yeah, so I put them 10th, I, I, pretty similar to where you put them, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they have like a second season like syndrome and finish around like 13th ish yeah they could um i think towards the end of the lockdown people were starting to realize how they play i think they had a poor end to this season um because they were they were on lock to finish like seventh but then they dropped down a bit um yeah but they have a nice team i i think chris wilder i think outside of Cop because Cop won Manager of the Year. I think I would have given it to Chris Wilder, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, losing Dean Henderson was uh, pretty big, but I mean, Ramsdale is a great replacement. I think he kind of got overlooked when Bournemouth had a poor season. I think he he made lots of saves. Um, Ampadu is a decent signing at center back. Um, I just hope that those guys can be fit because like you mentioned, their depth isn't amazing. Um, and their strikers, I think who is, it's McGoldrick and McBurney. So like mm-hmm. they, it, it will be tough for them how they can score, uh, where they can score. Um, I think they, they, they got a lot from, you know, their wing backs, Stevens and, uh, Baldock. Um, so it'll be, it'll be fun to watch them again. I think they were a very fun team to watch last season. Um, I put them 10th just because, I think they'll have the same style of play that they did last season, but I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they finish lower than that. So 11th, so 11th, I put Southampton. I know, like, yeah. Um, the main reason why is because they were just, they completely turned around after that embarrassing 9-0 loss to Leicester. Yeah. I think they finished with 
either level on points or more points than Liverpool since that result. So, yeah. I mean, they finished the season amazingly. Um, and, like, I I honestly could have put them at 10th, but at the same time, I could have put them at, like, 14th. Like, uh, like yeah, South, again, Southampton. They're, they're, they're very inconsistent, and their players can turn up or just completely just, like, disintegrate. I, exactly, yeah. I, but I think their, like, main 11 is really good. Like, like I mentioned, Kyle Walker-Peters. James Ward Prowse. I I Hoyberg is a is a loss because he was their captain, but they didn't play without they didn't play with him towards the end of the season. So I think they're used to not playing with that uh in that midfield role. I think James Ward Prowse will do uh will play there nicely uh as the new captain. Um you know, they got good uh a good keeper in McCarthy, uh Bertrand and Redmond, like you like what what do you always say about Redmond? Oh, he's there. The he's still on the U21s. Yeah, U21s. Um, yeah, Bertrand. You know, Bertrand was in the starting eleven when Chelsea won the Champions League. Yeah, that's that's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. Um, Stuart Armstrong will do well, I think, not because I drafted him in fantasy, uh, but uh, I think he'll pick up from last season. Danny Ings. I, I don't think he'll have the same season, but I think he can definitely get fifteen plus goals if he stays fit. That's the biggest thing, I think. If the, he doesn't, they could easily drop down. If he stays in the same form, I think 11th is a solid place for them. So rounding out your, I think, st- starting your top uh, half of the table, who would so you put Starting 10th? my top half of the table, 10th, I put Leeds. Nice. Um, I think they're going to mimic a lot of what Wolves and Sheffield have done in the last two, three years, or the last one, two years. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, you mentioned all the good stuff about Leeds, but I think it'll be super interesting to see how they come. I mean, it's, they're coming in against Liverpool, so it'll be interesting to see how they... Like, basically, the, the, the performance and the result that they get will be the most difficult, I think, I think they have, away to, to Liverpool. So, if they can somehow get a draw, put up a good performance, I think teams will sort of see what they have, but I think they're going to... I think they're going to do very well. Yeah, I'm, I... I think Marcelo Bielsa is like the best manager in the world that has never won anything. Yeah. I feel like. Um, I feel like that's uh, the main reason why we both have them quite high on the table. Um, yeah. Who'd you put ninth? I also switched to my... Um, to my song because my AirPods died. Oh. Um, ninth, I put Everton. Me too. Uh, Everton, I think, have done like smooth business. Um, I feel like we say this every year, though, and they like kind of disappoint. Yeah, but now they've actually added quality. I think that's the biggest thing. They yeah. they actually now have quality. Calvert Lewin, after being in the first team for so many years, has finally sort of stepped in. I think Ancelotti is getting the best out of him and the team, and he's actually putting together. I have him something. in fantasy. Nice. Um, and for those that maybe have followed the Premier League for maybe 10 plus years, Everton have always been a team that finished 6th, 7th, mid, like really like in the kind of in that best of the rest position of like yeah. Tottenham, Leicester, Wolves are kind of playing it around now. So yeah, I put Everton in ninth. Yeah, I love their transfer business too. Like uh, James, Allen, Ducori, a completely new core in that center midfield. 
Um, and I think Ancelotti, Ancelotti can definitely get the best out of James. And it would be interesting to see how he plays in the Prem because, you know, like he's, we never really seen him in the Prem, you know, uh, really only with Real Madrid and he's, he was left out a lot. Um, Ducore, you know, a lot of teams sought him out when Watford got relegated and he's a solidified, like Premier League proven midfielder. And Allen would be really interesting. I, I, I I didn't see much of him honestly to Napoli. I I did see some of him a couple seasons ago, but since then, uh, like Champions League, he was in and out of the squad. So, but he's a great. I think he's a great box box midfielder to have. So now they have more depth there. Um, but yeah, I think ninth is realistic for them, and they could definitely finish higher. I don't think they'll finish lower than ninth, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they also signed Decore as well from. Water. Yeah, I, I, I talked about it. Ah. Yeah. Um, uh, would you have eighth? Eighth, I had Leicester. Uh, me too. Nice. I think, I, I feel like we're going to have the, the same, same around. I, uh, well, no, I think around, I think, I think sixth to eighth is when we're going to, I think we're about to hit some roadblocks. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, wait, so ninth, you wait eighth. You put eighth. Uh, I put Leicester. Leicester, Everton, and who's your tenth? Sheffield. Uh, Sheffield. Okay. So why Leicester eighth? Uh. So Leicester at eighth. I think they still have most of their players that they finished fifth with last season, except for Chilwell. Um. And he could be. I'm not saying. I mean, he's a very good player. I think he's a top three ish uh top he's a top four left back in the premier league um they haven't made really any signings except for castan from atalanta and i think he'll do well in that fullback position but outside of that they really haven't made any signings madison isn't i don't, I don't think he's ready for the premier uh, for the start um same with ricardo Pereira, which is a big loss but i think what brendan rogers did last season will go into the season i just don't think that they'll finish you know, as high, I, I think uh, like, will Vardy finish with that many goals again? You know, with, will, uh, Madison be that like amazing, you know, number 10 that they've had that in the entire season. They just need to hope honestly that they don't start the season, how they finished last season, yeah. because literally like they choked, they were third for the entire season and they choked. Yeah, they um, um, I know, yeah, I think... Yeah, you go ahead. I think Leicester showed a little bit of their hand in the project restart. Um, obviously, like, the two being suspended for the end didn't help them. Pereira was injured and is still injured, so it's a little unsure as to when he's going to come back and what sort of role he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing to I'll, take into account uh, is th- they're in the Europa League this season, so that might, like... Yeah. That's a tough schedule. Condensed schedule. Yeah. But yeah, I, I also put Leicester 8th. And um, um, 7th? 7th, I put Tottenham. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't an easy decision, so don't flatter yourself. Um, I put Tottenham 7th because... I don't... Go I, ahead, say it. No, no, no. I think I... So they signed, obviously, apart from Joe Hart, who is just 
kind of a, a, a role, like a, what do they call him? Uh, Backup? Just a, a squad player, yeah. I think he'll yeah. play maybe like whatever, FA Cup here and there. Um, they finished sixth, and they finished the season fairly well, um, able to get past Arsenal and Wolves. And then getting past the Wolves was, um, they were tie on points, and they only finished ahead on goal difference. I wasn't too, I mean, Doherty, yes. Hoiberg, and I mean, is that really the kind of signings you're hoping to see as a Tottenham fan? Right. Doherty, yeah. Joe Hart, and Hoiberg? No. <laughs> Not really. Um, personally, for me, it's exciting that Cameron Cutter Vickers hasn't been loaned out yet. So that's kind of <laughs> interesting because um, he always has been, and I always want to see if he can sort of break in. But um, it'll be. I think it'll be. I mean, the other, I think the other big exit that we might see between now and this, um, and the window is George Oria might be leaving. Um, but obviously they have Tanganga, and if you've been watching All or Nothing, Tanganga episode four about him, huge fan. Um, I I, I just Vertonghen love All or Nothing. I love All or Nothing it's so, so good. much. It's so good. I had nothing um, to say. And obviously, but Vertonghen was their big departure um, pretty early on. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, yeah, Michel Vormla, but Johar takes his place. Not a whole lot. I think it's a, it's a lot of the same. I think Doherty will be a nice addition. It's a good signing, but I don't think that Doherty is their marquee signing. I think he's a bigger player than Hoiberg. And he's an, and he's an Arsenal fan. Sure. But also, if you look at the position and the... Um, the depth, I think it's a lot harder for someone like Hoiberg to get in the position that he needs to get into and yeah. influence the game. I don't think, I, I actually don't think, the only player from their from those signings, I think Doherty will start because I think um, when all fit, I think you'd start Lo Celso, Suzuko, and Wings probably ahead of Hoiberg. Um, yeah. And like Deli Alley. So, yeah, I mean, I, but at the same time, like, Look at the injuries they had last season. Like that was the main reason why they finished outside the top four. Um, like right. Sun was out for a very long time. Suzuko Kane with his uh, yearly ankle injury. Um, they don't have a whole lot as well going forward in terms of depth. Um, yeah, it's kind of just like Lucas Sun, Sun and Kane, right? Kane, yeah, and one of them gets injured. I mean, they have, I think they have a bigger depth problem than. Oh, and well, they did bring in Bergwijn. I think Bergwijn, yeah, yeah. I think that but was even a then. Good... I don't think I don't. I, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's really part of. I mean, he just did. He seemed so out from it. Like he's a big player. I mean, they sent him from what Ajax, PSV, PSV. So, um, so what do you? Oh, and we disconnected. Um, anyways, I'll, once I call him back, I'll I'll just reiterate what he's saying about uh, Spurs. Um, I think Spurs, uh, you know, they haven't really made the signings that they were supposed to make, um, and uh, they just don't have like he like Reza mentioned. Uh, let me call him back. And Bergwijn. Um, <laughs> um, is everything okay? Yeah, we're good. Cool. Um, but yeah, I just yeah, it seemed like Bergwijn wasn't too. I personally think he's he deserves to start. Um, but yeah, I just think Tottenham hasn't done enough. Yeah. And with the quality and depth that they have, I don't think they'll do much. 
Um, so I'm going to guess you put Wolves well, at 6th. I put Wolves at 7th. And I put you Spurs put at, at and I put Spurs at 6th. Okay. Yeah, so I put Tottenham at 7th. I put Arsenal at 6th. You did not put Wolves ahead of us. I put Wolves ahead of you. Well, I really want to know why. Sorry. <laughs> no, because like they haven't like what big signings have they made outside of like Fabio Silva, who's like probably not even going to play, and they got rid of Doherty? Again, I think it, it's all down to and they have and they have happens. Europa League. So do you? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I think Arsenal. I mean, your biggest thing was obviously keeping Aubameyang. You won silverware. Um, great defensive signings. And Gabriel signing Cedric to a full contract. Um, William was a good pickup. I don't know how much you guys are paying him, but good pickup. Signed. Uh, did you loan Tobias or did you sign him fully? No, we uh, loaned him. We got him on loan okay. again. But yeah. still, I mean, you have him for a season. I don't know. I just think it's. We'll see how you guys do. I think Arteta is doing something there. Um, now, if what you guys can do with Gabriel, Saliba, um, and again, if you guys can get some more creativity in the midfield, I think it may be. But I just think Wolves are just such, they're just so together. And they just have the, they have the quality, they have depth. They are in the Europa League again. But as we saw, they went to the what? Quarterfinals, I think. Yeah, they lost um, to, and still, who did they lose and to? Still, uh, Sevilla. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, losing to the ultimate champions, but they finished seventh. They had a rough, I think. Um, but, like, who's going to who's gonna be that right wing back for them? Um, what I heard was, who was their... Um, At first, it was going to be Maitland-Niles, but now he's looking to stay. No. Um, I don't have their squad. But they basically said something about... Vinagre? No, I might be again at this. I think, I think the way I see it, um, and it's how I see the top of the half, the top half of the table shaping up. I think Leeds will finish tenth. I think honestly, Everton and Leicester, like, I think that's entertain in, interchangeable. I don't think Everton's really push above the weight seven. In that seven six fifth, I think that's a challenge in itself, mm-hmm. um, and. Honestly, any three of those, I think, could finish in those fifth, sixth, seventh positions. Um, now, you can talk about Arsenal. Go. Yeah, so I put Wolves seventh for the third year in a row. I put Spurs sixth, and I put Arsenal fifth. Um, it will be interesting to see uh, how Arteta lines up. I mean, he ended the season at a three at the back, um, but he obviously wants to move into that 4 through 3 like Man City style. Um, we're linked to Awar and Party, and I think that's like the only two signings we could make. And I think Lacazette will be staying because apparently, we were, if he was going to leave, we would replace him with like a back, another striker or a left winger and move Obaming up top. But I think Obaming is staying on the left, and uh, he did sign the new contract. It's just not somehow been announced yet, which makes no sense to me. It's been literally a month. Um, yeah, and it's been, it's really annoying how they're taking so long to you know 
they're taking so long to uh, announce it. Um, but I think that this is my bold prediction, and you can mark mark this down. If we will sign one of our or party, I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure we will sign one of them. I think if we do sign Awar, we're going to pay in installments. I think if we sign him, we will sign Party at the end of the season. At the end of the, sorry, transfer window. If we if we can't come to an agreement with Leon with for Awar, I think we're, we'll still sign Party. So basically it all comes down to if we can get that agreement with Leon. I think Party I think Party was like kind of agreed for all a while. His, he's agreed to personal terms for a very long time. We just have to make a few sales to trigger trigger his release clause, um, and I think that will happen. Um, I think probably it will be probably later towards the end of the transfer window, but I think Alwar could potentially come, and I think both of them coming in, we I think we'll finish higher than fifth. Um, but at the moment, with the squad we have right now, I think we'll finish fifth. Um, so into the top four. Into the top four, and I made some light changes to this. Okay. Um. Sorry, someone's trying to call me. Spam, probably. Um, fourth, and I feel like right I, the way I said it right now, I think we're exactly the same. Fourth, I had United. Um, regardless of, I think any signings that they can make. Um. Including Sancho? Now. I mean, if they signed Sancho, Alex Tellez, I would love to have had a center back in that mix, but I don't think we're going to get it. Um, like, can you challenge for third? Maybe. But um, the, as it stands, I don't think any of the fifth, sixth, or seventh teams, those Wolves, Arsenal, Tottenham, will be able to really... Um, Get past United. I think the fact that um, what what if we sign the, what if we sign Party? You don't think um, so? I don't think so. I think because at the end of the day, and a lot of people, um, like at the end of the day, the 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 front three of let's just call it for now Greenwood, um, Greenwood, Martial, Rashford. It's in a way, I, mean, I get the feeling that in, in some ways it's like looked down upon. I think if people are like looking past the performances and the goals, Bruno will have a first full season, which I think is huge. I mean, there were so many numbers about the, the, the performance and the results that United had post Bruno and where that would have been if the season started when Bruno signed. So, but of course, all that's all like ridiculous and it's all hypothetical. But I think the biggest things are um, Van de Beek gives us good, I think, depth and quality in the midfield. It's stops us from playing certain players that we have in the past. Um, Pogba looks to sign a new looks to be signing a new contract and he seems I think since honestly since he signed the most happiest. Um, and he just is training now um, with the first team. He's recovered from coronavirus, which is great. I think we're trying to get him fit for next Saturday. Um, and yeah, I mean would have center back changed my decision or like if we get a regular or Alex Ellis, maybe, but I think United are fourth should be the absolute bare minimum. I wouldn't even consider that an accomplishment to finish fourth. It's the, it's the, it's the must. It's the standard. 
that yeah anything anything below that is a failed season. I wouldn't I wouldn't even consider finishing fourth a successful season. What if you What consider, if you finish What if you finish outside top four but you win a trophy? If that trophy is not the Champions League, I don't care because then we're outside of the Champions League. Really, I think for so long we've been bouncing yo-yo and so you don't so I I hate to like go like bounce back to like my team, but like you don't think uh, like I we obviously we finished poorly in the Premier League in eighth, but you don't think Arsenal finished uh, had a good season even though since we won a we won a trophy. Um. Yes, I, I was speaking from so you so United. like like okay okay like. In your opinion, you'd rather finish top four than win a trophy. As it a United what, fan, it depends what the trophy is. But I think the biggest FA thing Cup, that, minimum. So what you mean having so the like, team that Arsenal had? So like right now, if you don't if you don't sign anyone else, right, and then you like, and then the, and the season's starting tomorrow, and then at the end of the season you finish like fifth or sixth or seventh but you win the fa cup do you see that as a successful season it's a good season because we won silverware but at the end of the day a club like united a club like arsenal needs to be in the champions league to attract the better players yeah you need to be in the top four like it, it, it there, as we were finishing the season and you look you were we, we were seeing like okay we finished the semifinals of the Carling cup we finished semifinals of the fa cup we finished semifinals of the europa league Everything for me was just we need to finish in the top four. Like is that the to me that's like this where we need to be. Anything above that would be a very successful season. I said it always. If Ole can finish top four and win one or more of those trophies, that's like incredible because it's where we need to be in the league, but it's also we need to be winning silverware. And Ole has not won silverware yet, and we haven't won silverware since uh, I think the Europa League was our last trophy. Yeah. Or yeah, so that's my stance on it. Okay, I fourth is I think fourth is. So who do you have fourth? Yeah, I, I don't have to go into it anymore because I yeah. I put menu fourth as well. Yeah. Um. So who would you put third? I think the top three literally can be interchangeable this season. I wouldn't go that far. Really? Okay. I had Chelsea at third. N- me too. I made a last change as I had Chelsea at second when I was first going through it. Okay, I um, I, I had I think I had Chelsea third no matter what. Uh, you you give your reasoning and I'll give mine. I mean, this is where I was saying like United could maybe punch their weight in the third, which is where they finished last season. Um, I think. Obviously, Chelsea had the craziest. They're playing career mode. Yeah, they're playing career mode. Um, and they're signing a new goalkeeper, so they don't have to deal with Kepa anymore. They're signing right. They're signing a Mendy from. Well, uh, it also goes that they need to then sell Kepa because that's a lot of wages for a backup goalkeeper, which yeah. is also the problem United have. Yeah. Well, um, um, wait, where's where's Mendy from again? I I forgot. I'm not sure. I'll look it up. You got gone. Um, I don't. So it all comes down to how these new players play together and play together, adjust to the Premier League, and of course, I mean, stay fit. Let's assume they're fit. I think it's a matter of how they adjust to the Premier League and how they adjust 
to playing with each other. Um, Havertz, Ziyech, Werner, and obviously Pulisic, these guys are all with each other, new um, on the team. At least three of the four are new. It's a, that's a lot of change. Um, yeah. And, I mean, Zayek's already apparently injured. He's missed the first week, so that's one. That's the only Chilwell's reason. Chilwell's out I, as well. Yeah, and Chilwell's out. And you look at the season that um, Chelsea had last year. They're scoring around the same, I think, between Tottenham, Leicester, Chelsea, United. They're all scoring in the 60s. Um, but you look at Chelsea's goals again, they, scored, they conceded 54 goals last season. Mm-hmm. That's mm, for just like in the whole top half of the table, that's the number one. I mean, Burnley conceded less. Right. So does, we can we conceded less. Everyone conceded less. Um, everyone conceded less goals than Chelsea, than Chelsea in the top half. Does Chilwell and Thiago Silva help that? Yeah. yeah. Are there still investments in defense that I think need to be made for Chelsea? Yeah, because Thiago Silva is not. He's a short short term. He's a short term signing. I mean, I wouldn't even go as far as saying short term. I think he's there to play a a, maybe. uh, I mean, I think he'll play a good amount of games, but I'd be. I honestly, I mean, I'd be shocked if he's not starting because every game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what formation they'll play. I think probably four at the back, but I mean, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, what other center back are you going to put above him? Like Zuma, Christians. I mean, Rudiger has been poor all season. Um, Christensen, I don't think is good enough either, and Aspilicueta is injured. So yeah, I I, th- I, I think, think yeah, yeah, I think he'll get a lot of time. I think the biggest thing that will then come is any sort of development to their other defenders. Um, so anything that he can sort of teach them, just to sort of he's a good presence to be around. He's obviously a winner. Yeah, for sure. Um, being a PSG and just that whole mentality. So I think that's a big signing for them. Um, yeah, I think it ultimately comes down to how do these players, attacking-wise, um, play with each other. I'm not going to... Again, that's the only reason I put as a United could finish third. Um, yeah. Only for the fact that, they, that the only thing that they have, and that this all changes if Sancho joins, is that our team is actually... Has, has a lot of chemistry, and they play with each other, especially that front three. We've only conceded 36 goals, and that's almost 20 less than Chelsea still scoring the same amount of goals. And we had Bruno perhaps that only the half of the season. So, and Pope would even play with us. So there's a lot to take in, in, in there. I think it'll be super interesting. Um, but it ultimately makes the league better. Um, I think, um, I, so I put Chelsea at third as well. I'll, I'll just like kind of sh- have like a shorter answer to what you said. Um, I think next season, I think people are kind of jumping the gun with like obviously they ha- they had the best transfer window out of anyone obviously, yeah. uh, like Werner is a top class striker, Zayek, uh, Ziyech, whatever, however you pronounce his name, um, he's he's fantastic. Chowell will replace Alonso. Sar is a nice center back for the future. I think he's going to get loaned out though. Thiago Silva is a nice short term center back, and Havertz is going to be one of the best tens in the world. And they're signing Mendy. I checked it. He's from Ren. And they're still even, they're still going for Declan Rice. So I mean, yeah. that's crazy. Um, but like you mentioned, I think they will be they will be co- title contenders next season. 
in my opinion. So for the 2021-2022 season, I think it'll be title title contenders. It's they still Maybe, need yeah. they they they'll still need time to ha- uh, gel. I think, um, mm-hmm. but just now they have like solidified depth. They have they brought in a couple world class players. Um, I just want to see how Lampard uh, fits all of them in. Yeah. Uh, second. Second, I put I had Man City. Oh, it's the same oh. thing as last season. I put I put Liverpool again. You put Liverpool second. Yeah, I I remember last season I put Liverpool second and. Man, Interesting. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, the only reason I put. Not the only reason, but the biggest reason I put City second, and it also depends at this point how Chelsea and United do. And again, this is all contingent on so the, the remaining signings that either Chelsea make, United make. I feel like City and Liverpool are pretty much done with their business. I don't. Well, Liverpool have literally made one signing, and he's a backup left back. Right. So, but I'm saying I think that their business is done. Um, so, having said that, I I think Liverpool. I think Liverpool is is good to go. I think that the even the fact that they've released a handful of first team players yeah, like, like Lovren, Lallana, Lallana, Klein's out. So, um, so these, I, that's that's not huge. I think their their whole core team and their, the depth that they have is still going to be. Um, they're going to want to finish the. They're going to want. They're going to want to win the Premier League again. They're going to want to win the Champions League again. Um, and I think they'll do one. Uh, at least one of those things, if not very, very close to both. Mm-hmm. City, if you look at who left, um, Angelino, who is turning out to be a better defender than I first thought. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't know why they sent him out on loan. Neither do I. Um, NYCFC legend. I don't know why they, they loaned him out, but he's he's gone. Uh, David Silva obviously leaving on a free. And Leroy Sana obviously leaving to Bayern Munich. Um, and replacing them with three, um, at least, I mean, Ake and Fernand Torres. It's and then you could talk. also say, you can say Foden is replacing David Silva. Yeah. I, that's the only reason I put City at second. And I would even go as far as saying, depending on how Chelsea and United do, you could see a potential. I think Chelsea, I think United and Chelsea are both far away from that, those top two positions. But depending on how the remaining signings that United and Chelsea make and if City's done and how this new team looks like, it's going to be interesting because obviously Foden has to fill big shoes. Aguero is... In, we're, it's incoming, the injury. I can already feel it. Um, who, who? Aguero. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting them down, but it'll just be interesting to see if Chelsea and United can put some pressure on City how they how they do. Um, um so my reasoning for why Liverpool is finishing second is the exact same reasoning I had I had uh last season and that's because they don't have depth. They didn't make any signings. However, yeah. however last season I was like, okay, I understand why they didn't make any signings, you know. The, the season before, they just finished one point off the title. And I think they could have built 
off that with the same team. They didn't have to make any changes. I understood that. But now this season to retain title, their title with Chelsea strengthening, United strengthening, City strengthening, they need to strengthen. I think they're they, only... They need to, but, but they need to, but we say that, yet they've only lost four Premier League games in the last two seasons. That's true, but like... At the same time, what if like they get? What if they're like hung, yeah, hungover? Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah, it's a fair point, and it's kind of the same reason that I said. You look at Liverpool and you look at Liverpool and City over the next two to three years. Do you see? I'm not saying like something like Barcelona, but you do see the same issue of like you're in this dynasty, you're in this moment, and you can kind of get blindsided by that if you don't if you're not consistent. I think some. Someone, I think it was Ferguson that said, like, if you're not signing quality in every window, you're already falling behind. Like this, on just the pure basis of everyone else around you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's why. You go ahead. No, that, that's 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 all I'm gonna say. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that exact same group does while everyone around them, even, I mean, look at teams yeah, like, yeah, like I mean, United, like, exactly. Look at look at like Tottenham. I think Tottenham is a perfect example. They they finished second. When Chelsea won the league a few seasons ago, they kept the exact same team, and they still they haven't finished as high as that. Like they're getting yeah. worse, you know. They have like basically the exact same team. So I'm obviously I think Liverpool is a much better team, and they have a much better manager. But I mean, the only the only signing I could see them making is uh, Thiago, who I think would be amazing. Yeah, like I think maybe he could actually like if they sign Thiago, they could score even more goals than they did last season. But the reason yeah. why I'm going with City is actually someone that hasn't even joined, but I think will, and that's Koulibaly. Because yeah. if Koulibaly joins, that defense is sorted. You know, yeah. right back, they can, they can switch out either Walker or Cancelo. Center backs would be uh, Laporte on the left and Koulibaly on the right. And then Ake can even serve as a left back. He served as a left back. Uh, he's a left back right now for the Netherlands. So he can definitely fit there comfortably if Mendy isn't up to scratch or um, Zinchenko, who isn't even even a left back. Uh, I think Ferran Torres is a Sané's replacement. And honestly, like they they've dealt with Sané not uh, playing. They he didn't play all, all of last season. So I think they can deal with that. So that's just added depth. So I'm literally, I actually, this is like, this prediction for Man City is is like a few other teams um, for where I predicted like other teams such as like West Ham, Crystal Palace, um, Arsenal, uh, the like, or, you know, Newcastle. Like the, I, I still feel like they can sign players. And if I think City without Koulibaly, yes, I think Liverpool will, will win the league. But with Koulibaly, I think they will. I think that that's yeah. that's the main reason why I put them above Liverpool, and I hope it doesn't backfire on me like it did last season. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm super excited. How excited are you? No, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really good season. I think mean, I think uh, I hope fans will at least partially make it at some point this season but um i'm glad that how this season sort of obviously there's no fans i'm not sure about the whole water break thing i think that that's been removed but i think they took it out 
Yeah, I think that's been removed. I know that we're back to three subs, which is great. Um, and uh, they've managed to and make sure it finishes at the same time, even though we're starting late. So it's a little condensed, but still, um, I think they've done a good job. Yeah, uh, I think Project Restart, I think we mentioned it before. I think it was a huge success. Um, and, uh, you know, I just honestly can't wait for Arsenal to be first for a few hours. hours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Um, I think we will uh, end it there. Uh, thanks for coming on. And I, yeah. I th- this is I legitimately like, I, I love making these type of like prediction videos and like, cause it's kind of like how you make your like fantasy Premier League team, how you have like that, like hundred, hundred million and like, oh, you like have to tinker with it every, yeah. like, every day. So I always love doing that. Um, but it all kicks, kicks off tomorrow, literally. Um, but uh, thanks uh, for listening uh, guys. Uh, I have been um, pretty active on the, on box of boxes uh instagram i've been posting some stories Uh, i posted um every now and then uh on the page and uh just recently like just a personal note of mine i uh i I posted a story of um of an article that i wrote for my uh, college um on tyler adams and how he grew up from poughkeepsie and how he has a good relationship with the college and his brother um and he actually saw, he read the story. Um, he saw it, he he uh, reposted it, which was so cool. So um, Tyler, if you're listening, thank you. Um, and that was, that was just surreal. Um, and uh, if you guys want to check out our Instagram, the ones I've been mentioning, uh, it's uh, at box to box pod, same as our Twitter. That's the same handle for our Twitter. Um, and you can check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. But that has been it. What episode is this, actually? I should know this. 40. I, I want to say 42. I think three. Oh, let's see who's right. You know what? I'll I'll just, I, I have to sign in, and I, I don't want to right now. <laughs> um. But we'll wing it. Uh, but uh, thanks, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.